0: From MPB Think Radio, this is AutoCorrect helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Michelle McAdoo with the lady auto mechanic Allison Walker, and we're here to help steer you in the right direction. Now, you can save some dollars at the pump if you practice a few of the fuel economy tips we've got for you today. Whether you're taking a trip out of state or just to the grocery store, use these suggestions to help you reduce your gas costs. Now, if you like advice about your car, you can give us a call at 1 877 MPB Ring. That's one. 877-672-7464 You can also send us an email Our address is auto at mpbonline.org This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio Good morning and welcome back to AutoCorrect, the show that helps you correct your auto problems. I'm Michelle McAdoo, sitting in for Liz Gill today with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASC Certified. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Michelle. How are you doing?
1: I'm really good. That's you good. good.
0: You were on vacation last week.
1: Yeah, I was. And, and Liz is still on vacation this she week. She is, taking oh. a
0: nice, long-needed vacation. I know yeah. she's having a lot of fun. We'll see all the pictures when yeah. she returns. I can't wait. I can't wait. I know. Uh, so how was your vacation?
1: Oh, it was fantastic. I went up to the mountains in Asheville, and uh, a friend friend girl of mine, I love her to death, Laura Vernon, owns a rare and exotic vehicle dealership there. And we made friends, and she's only 29 years old. Mm. She's doing a great job. All kinds of different vehicles she has up there. This little dealership in Weaverville, Asheville. And she let me drive her car that she autocrosses with, so we went autocross together. And uh, we both did really, really really well. (laughs) Wow. So you go on vacation and still do car stuff. Still do car stuff as much as I can.
0: (laughs) It's a part of you. You can't get away from it. No, uh, it makes me happy. Do uh, people, when you're out and about, ask you questions about cars and advice and things like that?
1: Oh, yeah. They're like, hey, I I don't want to bother you. I know you get asked this all the time. And and I'm like, no, please ask me. Like, that's my favorite thing in the world is try to help you with your car. That's why I do this is to help people, not for my own benefit all the time. And you
0: don't charge out in the grocery store, do you? No. Like, uh-uh. You get your money so, thing out and say, you okay. You <laughs> Exactly, exactly. That's funny. Well, today we're going to talk about fuel economy tips. A lot of people need that, um, especially this summer, you know, with traveling and going on vacation and things like that, but just every day driving too, as well, driving to your office, driving to your child at school and things like that. Uh, we're going to ask, um, give you a few tips on how to save economy, uh, save fuel in your car. And um, also, we're going to try to answer all of your vehicle repair questions questions now um in june we actually talked about some fuel economy tips but we're going to give more today in july so fuel economy is very important isn't it for yeah. cars
1: yeah definitely, the longevity definitely. i mean cars. that's the last thing you want to spend money on is fuel when you have all these other expenses in day-to-day life well we have a caller on the phone early
0: today great mm-hmm. we have Jean from mobile good morning gene
2: hello Problem with the uh, door on the air conditioner opening, closing, and on. It was somewhere to set it computer, computerly. Uh, I think she said she had a Dodge. But it's not a, it's not a Dodge. It's PT Cruiser. It was made by Chrysler. Right. And anyway, uh, the, the door. I don't think that door is uh, working right because I don't get an air conditioner. But the air conditioner is working fine. It's putting in doing what it's supposed to be doing. Uh did did you say anything about that somebody call you and tell you something about that?
1: Well we well, I think we had someone call in and they were talking about and I forget what vehicle it was right now but it had to do with resetting the AC system and come to find out quite a few cars have this across the board on different manufacturers and it's you go through a series of holding down your AC buttons And it'll go into a self-relearn process, and it can relearn. It resets where your doors open and close and that sort of thing. And it can help fix problems in your AC if someone's having them out there. Uh, The thing is, it's different per manufacturer. It's probably different per car. And I would recommend Googling relearn AC or reset AC for your car, put in your year make model and see what you come up with i know on my dodge van I, it was a couple of buttons i had to hold down until some light started blinking and then i let it go and it would sit there and blink as it went through the different relearn process till it stopped
2: <laughs> well so, i had heard y'all talking about it it's about three or four minutes before the program Oh man i panic. i tried to get hold every so every morning <laughs> I, I turn the radio i don't know what day you come on but I, I heard it just a minute ago i said i'm gonna get in this thing this morning early but that's basically i think, what's wrong. This thing because the air is putting out, you could, the, the people have checked it for me, says cooling, but it's not just blowing warm air in that door. Yeah. When that door does, it just opens and closes up and closes up and closes. That's and right. It's, it's obviously stuck on the on the outside air or something. Or something but it could it.
1: be. So, um, so yours is body, a. PT Cruiser. That's right. PT Cruiser made by Chrysler. And so I would uh, see if you could do that relearn process on there. Um if not, the only other thing I could think is if the blend door, those are called blend doors because they blend the air from hot to cold right, to get right. the temperature you want. Um, is to check in and see if you actually have a problem with the motor on that, on the blend well, door what for I that. It
2: would be like the old style. You know, you had, a, you had a cable on there, you slid it back and forth, and you, you blend it like you wanted to, and it never I never had one break.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, they're electric now, and they used to be also run by vacuum hoses, which the vacuum right, hoses right. would go bad, and you just replace the vacuum That's hose. exactly right. They would break yeah.
2: the joint, sometimes, would break where the vacuum hose went into. Right.
1: It. Yeah. Either way,
2: anyway, well, at least you get be pointed in the right direction. I might not need it if so it keeps cooling down like it's been the last day or two.
1: <laughs> well, it'll be back. The heat will be back. Guarantee right. that. I, that's, I appreciate you. That's Thank you, Jean. That's one of those Jean. things. Everything in life you can, er, the things in life you can guarantee are death and taxes and heat in Mississippi. And in the heat Mississippi. Mississippi. So, right.
0: Thank <laughs> you, Gene. I hope, um, oh, you get your air fix. I know. I, I would know. hate that. And not in Mississippi. Uh, well, if mm. you have a call uh, or a um, question about your car or repair question or you have a question about fuel, economy. That's what we're talking today about today. Give us a call. The number is one 672 7464 That's one eight seven seven mpb green Now, let's talk about a few uh, gas mileage tips okay. for cars. Yeah. I know a lot of people have myths, uh, say things about cars, about gas and everything. Let's clear all those myths up uh, okay. or sayings. Maybe they're true. Maybe they're not true. Well, let's talk about one. I know um, people say uh, if you uh, if your light comes on or if you um, drive your car under a fourth of a tank, that's really bad for your car. It gets trash in your fuel um, filter. Is that true?
1: I've heard that that's true. So if you think about it, how much, I mean, at some point the lining is breaking down a little bit. The pieces in your hose break down a little bit that go into your tank. So you're going to get debris in there some way or another. So that makes sense to me. That it would it would settle at the bottom of your tank, and I have heard people having problems when they when they got low on their their gas tank and they were constantly running it low that they'd eventually have a clogged up system, and have to keep cranking it until it would crank over and, and stuff like that. So as far as I know, that's true. To me, that makes makes sense. So
0: keeping your what's a
1: good um, keep it full keep it or, full or at least half a tank. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you can. If you can. And the safety too, the safety. Yeah, I Not generally
1: safe. run mine down to about a quarter of a tank or a little more and then and then fill it Refill. up. I yeah. try to
0: too. Yeah. I do a lot of ripping and running. Now let's talk yeah. about that. Uh, I know Liz has a gr- lot of great tips that we can talk about today. Um uh, one number one is stick to your motor oil recommendation right. by your vehicle manufacturer. Is that true?
1: That is true because some people will hear that they should put thicker oil. Thicker weight oil in their car for different problems if it's making this noise or doing something, and all that does is put more resistance in your engine and it's having to push against that so it will will mess with your fuel economy on that um so put the weight and I always recommend put whatever weight you're supposed to put in the car and put also if it's conventional oil use conventional if it's synthetic, use synthetic. Um for people who use conventional, I do like if it if it's if you're going a lot of miles between gas um, oil changes the to maybe switch to synthetic blend. And then you can get more mileage out of your oil, but um, yeah, use the weight, use what the manufacturers tell you to do, and that's all across the board with any fluid, anything put in your car. Don't change it. Don't try to don't try to outthink these guys.
0: <laughs> now, I'm not a
1: car person, as
0: as you know, but when you talk about synthetic and conventional, what's what is synthetic oil and what's conventional oil? What's the difference?
1: Right. Well, synthetic it goes through a, a synthesis process, and it makes it um it lasts longer it actually lubricates better so synthetic oil is really really good for pretty much all cars but I don't I wouldn't recommend worrying about changing it but these days they've switched almost all cars to synthetic oil because it lasts longer okay so they're able to say your maintenance costs are less which is a big thing for manufacturers they're um they'll they like to do anything that helps them say their car doesn't cost as much to maintain.
0: Okay, like my mm-hmm. old change, I got one for 160, mm-hmm. and it lasts me uh, 10,000 miles. Oh, wow, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, so that's definitely what— definitely synthetic. Maybe a year? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, a year. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: almost a year. Well it depends. If you these it used to be people drove about ten thousand miles a year. Then it went up to about fifteen thousand miles average. Now we're at about twenty thousand miles average a year. So that may be two oil changes two oil change. in a year. Two oil changes. So about six months you. I need mm-hmm. to check
0: and see if I need to go back and get another oil change. Right. Yeah. And I still say that's fine. $160, uh, that's with tax and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, for the manufacturer to do my oil change, mm-hmm. I felt confident in knowing that yeah. it was done correctly. Yeah, right. All right. And you said that can save on gas uh, mileage as well?
1: Yeah, it does using the using the correct whatever they recommend. Definitely.
0: All right. Well, today we're talking about we're giving you tips on how to uh, save on fuel economy, and we're also taking your repair questions. Of course, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email at auto at mpbonline When we come back from break, we'll continue our discussion with tips to get you more miles per gallon. And, of course, give us a call. Again, the number is one mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Is your car under recall? We'll let you know how to check to see if it is when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect only on MPB Think Radio. Listening to autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to autocorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Michelle McAdoo, filling in today for Liz Gill. Now, if you can't listen to our show all the way through live, find our podcast on whatever podcasting platform you like. Now, today we're talking about. Getting the most miles per gallon in your car when you drive. Plus, we're taking your repair question, so please give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can email us. The address is auto at mpbonline.org. Now, before the break, I said if you were looking for, um, to see if your your car is on a recall list, this is how you find it. You actually log on to the the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, which is NHTSA.gov slash recalls, and input your VIN number. Now, Allison, um, unlike a lot of people like you, you know about cars and things. Some people don't. What is the VIN number, and where is it on your car? How do you find it?
1: Vehicle identification number. Like a Social Security number? Like a, yeah. And then this one, like, it has some of the numbers mean where it was manufactured at, some of them what size engine, some of them hmm. are what, um, what different types of the interior it is, whether it's got the luxury edition or the sports edition and that sort of thing. It's pretty neat. Hmm. And um, so you can find it on your dash up above where your driver's seat is on the bottom of the windshield, or when you open up your driver's side door, there's a little uh, label there that has that, and that's, that has your information on there, your vehicle identification number. It also has the weight of your car on there, where it was manufactured, and a lot of little information on there, like a little info plate.
0: Wow, I like that. So Social Security numbers for your cars. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. Well, let's get back to some of these fuel economy tips because, again, everyone's trying to save a dollar and um, things are not getting cheaper. Uh, yeah. Gas is not going down. Darn it. <laughs> Close, <laughs> everything it costs to live. And, you know, you okay. want to try to uh, cut costs as much as you can, yeah. but you don't want to mess up your vehicle. So mm-hmm. let's get back to another, uh, some more tips on how to save or improve your gas mileage. Now, forget aftermarket solutions. Performance enhancing gizmos or technology make promises, but don't deliver or the effect is Negligible. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's some that's some of the additives that you hear about that increase your octane and or whatever, and in uh in, increase your um, your gas mileage on your car. It's from what I understand and being in this industry that and that goes for oil additives too that you can put in that supposedly enhance your oil. The formulas that they're made in, the recipes that they're made, are at their optimum anyway. So adding stuff to it pretty much doesn't have an effect, mm-hmm. or it can mess up the recipe. So it's best not to add anything extra to your car that supposedly creases, increases gas mileage. There's other things you do. We've got some good tips that will actually truly help. Good. good deal. That's what I want to talk about. So let me ask you a question.
0: We, we, we're talking about gas mileage improvement, but we've been talking a lot about oil. Mm-hmm. I've heard oil all the first half of yeah. the show. So oil and gas mileage go together?
1: They or do. gas
0: and oil has a lot to do with how well yeah. your car runs.
1: Yeah, yeah, it really does. And I, I hope people don't neglect that out there because it can really sludge up your engine if you're not doing your oil changes. Which probably in itself, if you sludge up your engine by not changing your oil on time, creates resistance too. That'll make your gas mileage to go down. Mm. So that's something to think about. And uh, you know, do, make sure you do your oil changes on time. Know when they're due. I know for a lot of people that drive a whole, whole lot, that it creeps up on them faster than they realize. And I've noticed people who regularly change their oil change sometimes are missing them by a few thousand miles because they go get so many miles so, so quickly. So keep an eye on that because you definitely want to do it by your recommended interval for sure. Okay. How do you feel about people changing
0: their own oil? Do you recommend that if they can do it, but they need to know exactly what they're doing?
1: Please do it. Please do it. It's so easy. It's one of the easiest things you can do in your car is changing the oil change. Changing the transmission fluid is actually easy, too. Um, but that's that's probably the easiest thing you can do to learn about your car next to changing a light bulb if it's the kind you don't have to put the bumper down, which mm-hmm. a, lot, a lot do these days. But that's one of the quickest ways to get intimate with your car besides you know, cleaning it and detailing it, which I know you love to do in your car. (laughs) Cleaning it and detailing
0: it. Well, I like to take my car to get clean and detailed. It's been so hot this summer that I actually didn't... um, Even my daughter, uh, just this week, I'm Mm -hmm. like, Jordan, please, can you wash the car? She was like, looking at me like, what? (laughs) We're going to go through a car wash. So uh, what we do is go through the really detailed car wash and we get those microfiber towels and we dry the car off together. Mm -hmm. But it is so hot. It's been really hot this summer. We both... And I did it one time, and I was in the middle of drying it, and I was soaking wet. Yeah. So it is really hot <laughs> and it takes a lot of work to wash your car. Women, yeah. I don't know if you, we realize if your man is out there washing your car, give him uh, some lemonade, some water and just tell him <laughs> thank you because it takes a lot yeah. to really detail a car. Not just half do it. Yeah. But yeah. to really get it clean.
1: Yeah, get it clean on the inside. It, mm-hmm. it takes, especially when well, you outs- vacuuming.
0: Exactly. So again, today we're talking about fuel economy tips and how you can help uh, your, the longevity of your car. You can with oil changes, regular oil changes, not adding anything synthetic to your oil. Um, Also, what about those fuel enhancers? Uh, You go to the um, auto parts store and they tell you add this to your car and you'll get better gas mileage. You say no.
1: No, I would say like it's the effect is not just great. And mm-hmm. there's other things you can do that would help a lot, lot more than that. Um, like our next tip mm-hmm. we've got. And I, and I love this and I wish I had used it on the trip because I, I kicked myself not having put in one of these apps on my phone. But but there's an app called Gas Buddy or you can use a triple A app that help you find the best deals on gas as you're driving around. Um, I probably spend an extra probably $15, which to me, I, I get really picky about numbers like that. And if I waste $15 just because I didn't go a little bit further down the road to save money on gas, I get a little mad, Oh, okay. <laughs> which I know I did a couple of times because I stopped to get gas and it was like really high. And I was like, well, you know, I need gas. I'm going to go and get it. It's probably the same. Go down the road a little way to stop and get food or something. And the next thing I know, it's like 30, 40 cents different, which adds up. That's yes. like $4 in a tank of gas for me difference. So you're right, using
0: those uh, Kroger points, using Mm -hmm. your points for any of your grocery stores and things like that, those big box stores, they really add up. So 10 cents, 20 cents, 30 cents, all that really makes a difference in how much you're spending in gas. Well, today we want you to give us a call. If you have a car question, Allison is ready to try to tackle all of your car repair questions. Or if you have a fuel economy tip that you use, give us a call and let us know how uh, you save money on gas. Uh, The number is 1 877 MPB ring. Again, that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also email the show. It's auto at MPB org. We've got Billy on the line from Benton. Good morning, Billy. How are you doing? doing great.
3: he can ask
2: you a question about tires and fuel economy. I have a 06 Frontier, Nissan Frontier, and the tires are about gone. i got to replace them. Well, I get better mileage if I put a taller tire on the back instead of a seventy. Put a seventy-five series tire.
1: No, that's bigger, so it's going to create more drag. So that's something to think about on tires. It's best to go with whatever's recommended for the vehicle because <laughs> that that's also set up with the differential gearing and the and the the whole car. But um, if you think on a tire for cars, and this is this is for everyone listening too, when you're going to pick out. Uh, car tire or uh, the rim also think lighter and if it's bigger it's going to weigh more so you're not going to save money on that and so go with whatever it's recommended and if you can I know some people when they change their rims they're getting the fancy chrome and stuff keep in mind that that's going to add weight to your car and it's going to decrease your gas mileage I know on the Frontier they probably I think they have aluminum alloy rims on those which are strong and light and are are really nice on that truck, but I recommend sticking to whatever size that's on there. And then something you can do, I like to use TireRack.com and go in and look at the reviews on tires. And it'll show you can actually say, I only want to see the tires that have good fuel economy, that are rated to have good fuel economy. You can get them rated by price. You can get a rated by tread wear by longevity but it does have an option for fuel economy and it can kind of point you in the direction of what tire you want that's going to save you the most money on gas so that's a uh, the little tip out there that that can help everyone
3: let me ask you a theoretical question before you go if sure. i
2: drop my size down from a 265 to a 255 will that be lighter and have less
3: friction on the road will that work
1: Yes, that's that is going to be smaller. And so that will save you a little bit of money. It will have less friction on the road and not be as as stable. Um whether how much actual gas mileage you save on doing that, I'm yeah. not sure if it would be a huge huge difference. I I know with the Frontier you're probably talking about, you've got that 4.0 V6 that's in there. Yeah. Right. That's a big beefy V6 and it does use a lot of gas, but that sucker can pull um, I don't think there's a whole lot that you you're going to be able to do besides some of the some of these tips that are kind of they're not directly related to weight on a car um yeah. that is a smaller tire and if it can fit on the rim, you might want to consider it but it does it does make your your handling not as good so if you're no, doing a good, lot of okay. interstate driving, it might be a little dangerous if you got an emergency situation
2: what did you say, what did you you said to go to check a tire for
3: mileage and satisfaction
1: and stuff like that? TireRack.com. They're oh, right. awesome website for, for car, for looking up tires for your car. You don't have okay. to buy from them, but it can help you figure out what you want and what you're looking for, and then you can go to a tire place and say, I want this kind of tire. Do you have it? And that sort you. of thing. Yep.
2: Okay. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much,
0: Billy. You helped me out, too. Uh, TireRack.com. Yeah, going go. are awesome. I need, I'm needing new tires as well. Yeah. And um, I think, like we were talking mm-hmm. off air, I think I have some tire issues and yeah. something's going on. So I need to see yeah. what's going on. And it could affect my fuel economy as well. It can. It can. Well, let's go to another caller. We're going to move to Memphis now and speak with Arthur. Good morning, Arthur.
3: Yes. Uh, I was calling in to give some helpful hints on uh, getting the cheaper gas.
0: Oh, great.
1: Uh, Through through Cover, Yeah. Uh,
3: If a a person, you know, has more than one car in their family, uh, they could take both cars down at the same time and uh, fill them up on their uh, uh, point reduction.
1: So they do allow that. I was wondering about Hmm. that.
3: They allow you 35 gallons, and that's only about a a third, just a little bit less than a third uh, of... uh, the, uh, only about a third of uh, your third, total 35 gallons. And then mm. when you're buying uh, your groceries to get your points, uh, they uh, uh, give you a survey on your receipt, and uh, you can go online and do that survey, and they give you 50 extra points.
1: No, I um, did not wow. know
3: that. Once a week, once a week. You can do that survey once, once a, a week. week. So that gives you 200 points a month that
1: you get just from doing the survey oh wow that's that such good a good <laughs> tip i really like that because i love my kroger points i love my kroger yeah. points and then i have a neighbor who doesn't use theirs and they shop at kroger like crazy but he always gets his gas from the no ethanol place up the road mm-hmm. and um so i use their points and i get so many points from that i'll get 70 yeah, well, cents a gallon if
3: it could let you borrow his. Oh, uh, yeah, broker, he doesn't mind at all.
1: Card. Right, right. He doesn't mind at all. And they shop at Kroger every weekend, so I get to use a lot of points from them. But, um, yeah, that's a really good tip. I didn't know about the doing that. The survey, survey. you get.
0: Um 200, you can get up to 200 a month. That's a lot. That is. Well, thank you, Steve, so much for those tips. I hope everybody heard that. And, uh, again, those little tidbits help a lot. They really help. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Write that down. All right. You have a good day. Thank you. Well, it's time for us to take another quick break, but when we return, we're going to we're gonna continue to speak, uh, talk about fuel economy. And of course, we're taking your car repair questions and we're going to head to Gulfport and Hazelhurst when we get back. The number to call is one mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464 to be a part of the show. You can also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's an unreliable car not to buy? Well, we'll get to that after the break, but here's a cartoon for your drive you're listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio you're listening to autocorrect on mpb think radio Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker's here, the lady auto mechanic. She's our expert today. And, of course, I'm your guest host, Michelle McAdoo, sitting in for Liz Gill. Now, I hope you've downloaded our MPB public media app to your smartphone. Now, as promised, we'll continue with our phone calls, and we're going to go to Gulfport and speak with Steve this morning. Good morning, Steve. Good morning.
4: Yep. Uh, So I have a 2006 Chevy Express van, the work van. My issue is that halfway in between the day, usually the engine's nice and hot and been driving it for a while, all of a sudden I can, like, release the uh, the brake, and the car will start moving all by itself, and, I mean, it'll go all the way up to, like, 45 miles an hour. And then if I try to step on the brakes to stop at the next stop sign, I can slow it down, but the engine is revving, like, it's Still power revving. braking. Yeah.
1: I know it. I know pretty. I'm pretty sure what it is. I had it on a, a 2005 Buick of mine. The idle air control valve that's on the throttle body is getting stuck and it's letting air in and it's keeping that idle up. And uh, mine uh, got stuck open and I'm driving down the highway holding my brake until I could pull over and I took it off and I cleaned it up with throttle cleaner. Now, being a mechanic, I had some in the trunk and uh and then it worked, and eventually I had to replace it though I cleaned it a few times and got it to act right, and then it just it got to where it wouldn't act right, and I went ahead and replaced it but uh, it's idle air control valve, and it's on the side of your throttle body, and it just lets in a little air as at the name you know tells you what it is idle air control, and well, I'm guessing that's what yours is yours has is gotten stuck, or it's just uh. With with uh you know with throttle junk with carb and everything, or it's gone ahead and just act gone. It's just not acting right all together. So you may have to replace it. But that's gonna be my guess because that's what I had happen, and I've heard of it on other cars.
2: Okay, great because it's kind of crazy. You know, I'm
4: driving.
1: Oh yeah, it's crazy. And
2: I take my
4: foot (laughs) off gas, and the car continues wanting to go.
1: Yeah, a little scary. Like it's on
4: cruise control or
1: something. I know. Yeah. When it happened to me, I thought, gosh, if this was someone who didn't know what it was, they would be completely freaked out. Because it was definitely, it was while I was going down the interstate and it just revved right up on me and was wanting to just take off. And I'm having to hold the brake to keep it at at uh, 60 miles per hour. So I definitely understand. Well, hopefully that's what it i is. is. I'm, I'm going to put my money on that.
4: Is that something I can fix myself? Oh,
1: yeah. They're super easy to take on and off. They're, they're right there on the throttle bike. You have your throttle position sensor there, too. You just have to make sure you get the the right one. But when you get the part, you can look at it and see which one it is, because on all cars, they always have a different connector for everything that's close together. So it's it's you shouldn't confuse it.
0: All right. Thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome. All right. Thanks, Steve. I hope that works out for you. We're
0: going to continue on with our phone calls and move to Meridian, Mississippi, and speak with Dan. Good morning, Dan.
4: Good morning. How are you?
0: Doing great. You have a question or comment today?
4: Yes. uh, There's so many gas stations out there. Some are advertised as better and some, you know, just normal mama pop gas stations. Are there a better quote unquote gas out there that would be better for your car? And the second question is, what is this? Is you know, they said that ethanol is is, uh, not good for your engine. Uh, in fact, some advertise no ethanol, and, and it's supposed to be better for that. Uh, so if you can answer those, I appreciate that.
1: Thank you. This is are good questions. questions. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the different gas stations, if you've been using one and you've never had a bad gas problem, keep using it. I'm sure it's fine. As far as the different types, you've got, like, I, and I'm pretty sure you're talking about, like, the Chevron with the Techron additive to it that cleans everything out. That's uh, – I do like that, if you can afford it. Um and that's one additive I do. I, I wish I I should have thought to bring that up. The fuel injector cleaner that you put in your tank to clean your fuel system is different than an additive to get better gas mileage. And and those I do recommend to do um, just a couple of times a year, probably, at, if you, if you can. If you don't, it's it's not the end of the world. But it does that does help your system because all that stuff does get gunked up. The your injectors where your fuel comes into your engine get gunked up just like you, anything um and as far as the ethanol gas it's the ethanol is in there to uh get better octane and um is for your car so not using it um you know from what i've heard ethanol will can kind of gunk up stuff a little bit especially in lawnmowers and everything like that but in your your gas cars that um that everyone's driving these days they're set up for it so it doesn't hurt your car as much as if it was an older one now older cars that were before they started putting ethanol in uh which I think was like 90 oh 95 or something like that is when they started putting ethanol in i'm i'm not i'm not really sure exactly what year that was but any car before that you do want to use the non ethanol gas in there um, because they're not set up to run and, and deal with that. Their injectors are not set up for it um, and all that. So basically, ethanol, it's going to be fine for your car. It's not, it's not going to hurt anything. If you run an injector cleaner in there, of course, that's going to help. So that's what I recommend for um, dealing with these different types of gases that are out there.
0: Thank you, Dan. Those are two good questions. Those
1: are good. That was hard. Questions
0: getting. I actually had in my mind and yeah. didn't think to get to yet. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. Um, um, before we get to Larry, I do have a question about the, um, you hear bad gas and good yeah. gas. Um, sometimes you see the small, look like he said, the small little mom and pop gas station. Yeah. Some people mm-hmm. are leery to stop there. Just because it's small doesn't mean it's bad gas. And what is bad gas? What I'm not understanding.
1: Gas? Right. Um. Bad gas is when like water or some contaminant gets in there, and uh, water do- condensation does get in those tanks as it heats and cools, just like any tank. And so when that hits your engine, it'll make it not start. But uh, if you keep cranking the engine over, you can get it to push through that through that gas. There's been a couple times where I was called to a car that wasn't starting, mm-hmm. and on my way there, they're like it started up. I said, well, it must have been bad gas. Because bad gas will push through eventually as you keep trying to start it, because it keeps pushing that gas through, and uh, and it'll clear out. So bad gas is basically that's water contaminants that from condensation that gets in the tanks. Something that I like, like the mom and pop smaller gas stores that mm-hmm. you see, um, uh, in in town. You know, I actually like those just fine and use them. When I lived in town, I used mm-hmm. them all the time. Because they go through so much gas, their uh, their tanks are smaller to mm. me it seems like there was less of a problem with contamination. and I've heard other mechanics say the same thing. and I actually, when I uh, worked at a dealership here in town as a service advisor, we had a lot of people come in and they were getting uh, having bad gas problems from one big big gas company that that uh, I don't want to, I guess, mm-hmm. mention who it is, but so I never saw anyone come in that had a problem with the small gas station. It was the bigger ones who have the bigger tanks that don't go through as much gas, I guess, as fast as the little ones. I So I'm not really sure what, what's to deal with that, but that's been my hmm. experience. So
0: if I hear you correctly, when you say go through the gas, the gas comes from the big companies and they fill them in the mm-hmm. tanks. So if it's sits there too long and it's not used up you're saying it can get contaminated
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: okay and so you never know when you go get your fill your gas up with a tank with gas you don't know if it's bad or good or it's been contaminated you won't ever know until
1: your car starts running right kind of odd right so if you have a place where you're having that consistently i wish i could name the the one place where (laughs) i saw it consistently in, in jackson area but uh, if you get a place that, that has a problem mm-hmm. and you, you've had it a couple times, I wouldn't Don't use it anymore because you know that back. they're having a problem with their tanks and keeping, oh, wow. it, keeping it right. All right, we're going
0: to uh, continue on the phone lines with Larry from Hazelhurst. Good morning, Larry.
4: Yes, I have a 2015 Prius. First couple of years, I bragged that at 75 miles an hour the interstate, I'd get 45 miles to the gallon. Dash indicator would be showing 47 or 48, but I really got 45 now I've talked to other Prius dealers that have the same trouble I, uh, Prius uh, owners, the same trouble I have. I'll take a trip to Streetport to see my brother quite often. And, uh, one trip, I'll get no more than 43 and a half, and sometimes 38. And they go back and forth. Uh, same trip, same tires, same road. Uh,
1: well, I've got an answer for you, and I was hoping to bring this up on the show, and um, I'm glad you did because I almost forgot. So I I think I know what it is, uh, Larry. Um, so what I've heard, and I read about this recently, is that your 12-volt battery on your car, on Prius specifically, when they start going bad... Your engine is constantly recharging it, and it can just be a little bit low on charge, which doesn't register like it still cranks the car and everything. But it takes more; it it needs charged more often, and it starts bringing your gas mileage down. And what Prius owner I'm on a few Prius forums, and, and what they recommended was changing out the 12 volt battery, and it'll go back up and when people were like is that true did it, did this work for other people and everyone said it did across the board people were saying and commenting that it helped i'm getting bad gas mileage on my prius and i know the battery is old and it the 12 volt battery that's that's in there so i'm just very much considering going ahead and replacing it out and get that extra I guess, you know, 7 to 10 miles per gallon better that my Prius is supposed to be getting. Since I've had it, it hasn't gotten very good gas mileage. Do you think that may be it? Well,
4: is that a $2,000 battery?
1: No. The little 12-volt, it, no. It, uh, it's just like a regular battery. You're talking about the hybrid battery. I'm talking about the regular 12-volt battery that's in every car. It has a regular one just like regular cars, too. It's in the back of the car. Yeah, did you know that? It has a regular battery, just like a regular car, and then it has a hybrid battery.
4: No, I did not know that. On these new cars, I don't even raise the hood. I used to do everything, you know, points and plugs and condensers and all Uh,
1: that. You can still do that stuff, Well, especially on a Prius. They are really basically built, and I absolutely love the way Priuses are built because they are simple like the old cars, except you add in an electric. uh, Basically, the transmission is like an electric motor, and it starts the car, and it it changes the gears, and it and it um and it charges up the hybrid battery, and that's a really simple system that needs no maintenance except to change the coolant out, uh on the on the intervals for the coolant because it has coolant that 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 uh, keeps it cool just like the engine. So it, they're very simple. I, I recommend you looking into your system and knowing your Prius. It's it's simple. It's spark plugs, all that stuff's changed, brake pads. All that stuff's the same.
4: Okay. Thank you so very much. I'll check that out. I'll get my dealer to check my battery.
1: There you go. Thank you, Larry,
0: for that comment and question. and hope all those Prius owners out there were listening. (laughs) It's time for us to take our last break of the day. But when we return, we'll continue talking about how to get more miles for your car. More yeah. miles per gallon. More and, of course, we're taking your auto repair questions. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show to auto at mpbonline.org. We'll finish with your calls and tell you about next week's show when we come back from the break. This is AutoCorrect, only on MPB Think Radio. to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. I'm Michelle McAdoo filling in for Liz Gill with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, ASC certified. Now, if you can't listen to the entire show, if you missed any of the program today, you can listen to the, our whole show on our website at autocorrect.com at mpbonline.org again that's autocorrect org. Now today we've been talking about uh fuel economy tips. Tips to help you save money at the gas pump. Uh get the best gas mileage out of your car. Plus, of course, we're taking your auto your auto repair questions. We've had some great gas questions today, Allison, haven't we? <laughs> we've been going over our tips yeah. with the people that has been calling has been actually asking the questions that we were yeah. going to talk about about um ethanol and your right. gas um um gas uh going to More gas, gas stations. stations to go
1: to. Maybe we need to do a show on just gas, 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 all <laughs> that. Any topic, everything we can to try to figure that out. I like gas that topics.
0: Idea. You know, one we didn't talk about, which is very interesting, is refueling in the morning. Why is that so important?
1: Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> it is. Um, I didn't learn that till we were studying for this show about that. So apparently... When you are getting gas in your car, it has a little sensor in the handle that just reads flow rate, but it doesn't read the density of the fuel, which is actually how much fuel you're getting. And so when you fill it up in the morning, the gas is more dense and you actually get more gas per dollar than you do if you fill it up. In the afternoon, once see you, the temperature you, you is lost going me up. as
0: you looking at my face. You lost me when you talking about <laughs> density and all that stuff. I just go to the gas station, I fill the car up, and I can go. Uh, when a little ding comes yeah. on and the light comes on and yeah. tells me I need to fill it up again, that's what I do. Well, but think
1: about it like a, a lot of fuel versus a little bit of fuel, as far as how much you're getting in your tank. That you're actually getting more fuel for your money. In the morning. I thought that was fascinating. Really? And it's a significant difference, apparently. So it makes sense to me. I I love that idea. So if you get it, if you're somebody who always fills up on your way home, try to fill up in the morning on your way to work or wherever you're going Mm -hmm. while it's, while it's cooler. And it's the, the gas is um, denser at that time. Wow. And I filled up this morning. Yay. Yay. So I did
0: that without knowing I was doing something good, Uh, but I will try to do that. And it's just, um, if you're like me, you're rushing in the mornings and your mornings are not as easy to stop at a gas station as your evenings leaving work. So I just, I guess we have to get up a little earlier, plan our mornings a little Mm -hmm. better and go to the gas station in the morning. (laughs) Oh, we had a call. He's gone now. Uh -uh. Okay. So, <laughs> so if you want to be a part of the show, um, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Our job is going to tell us what uh, he wanted.
2: Yeah, Brian from Brandon. Um, he he was on line and uh, he serves in the military. So first, we want to thank him for his service. But he talks about when he goes overseas, he leaves his um, cars uh, in a enclosed garage. For about, I guess, six months at a time, and um, when he comes back, they have that mold kind of uh, and uh, thing on his seats and on the plastic and in the car and he was wondering um if he leaves his windows cracked would this help he's tried putting those uh kind of i guess moisture absor- absorbers in his car but it still it still happens and he Goodness. wanted to know if there's any kind of remedies for you know leaving your car sitting up for that mu- for that length of time and if you could you know not have that mold
1: i'm not sure that's a good question if i were him what i would do is try just leaving the window down and see um is that good maybe- I mean, I if don't it's know. Enclosed, elements if it's
0: enclosed, I see what you're saying. Maybe that's
1: maybe that's okay. And then maybe if you put a fan in there to circulate the air possibly is or is that safe
0: a fan blowing for 6 months?
1: Uh I I've, I've got a fan that I leave on in my older house uh-huh. that where I used to live to keep the mold out and uh it Seriously. seems to help. Yeah, but it's still closed up in there, so I still get some Tell mold, me, why but... does
0: mold build in a car? I Girl, mean, is I it the leather know. seats or something? That's ask a medical <laughs> question.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but I have seen it, too. And, uh, you know, mold gets everywhere where stuff yeah. sits and it doesn't circulate. And it could be... I'm gonna guess it has to do with the air circulation because I've I've noticed when anything gets closed up it gets mold on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um that's why I turned the fan in fan on in the house that I used to stay at for because I have a lot of my stuff still mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And um it was getting mold on it and when I put the fan on it, it did seem to, to slow it down and make it a lot better.
0: Okay. Well we do have one more call. I see. Okay. We're gonna we're not gonna go to it yet. We're gonna get the name and but before we go to our last call, let's talk about using your cruise control. I was looking at this tip yeah. and I dropped on the highway every day, my house to work, to class, to my daughter's school, I don't particularly would personally like to use my cruise control on 55 or 220 because the traffic is just too up and down for me. So how would this work for me? Using my cruise control to maintain constant speed, it can reduce my um, gas mileage?
1: I would say on longer trips, that would help. Um, Instead of leaving it off and then constantly accelerating, decelerating, Mm -hmm. Um, on longer trips you 're going to see a bigger difference and i've noticed that uh, in my driving over time so i've 've driven long distance most of my life where wherever i 'm going. And uh, use cruise control. Use okay. cruise control like, like crazy, and don't use it in the rain. Right? But, don't um, use it in the yeah, rain. Yeah, because that can that can create a, a traction problem if you have to slam on your brakes. Okay. But um, yeah, it, that saves that saves a lot of gas.
0: All right. Well, we're gonna take Leslie our last caller for today. <laughs> Hi. Um, I was just listening about the gas density, but I work evening. So, okay. would it be better for me to fill up gas when I get
4: off work at like one a.m.?
1: Yes. <laughs> I okay, would say cool. so because at that point, I'm sure it's way cooler. At you know, it's cooled back down. So okay. I would say yes, and it's definitely going to be cooler than it would be at three o'clock, to three right, to five exactly in the afternoon. When I'm going into work, correct? Right, right, right. Thanks For you. so much. You're welcome. <laughs> All right,
0: Leslie. Good question. She yeah, works at question. night, so what does she do? Right. Would you say earlier the better? Like one o'clock in the morning, it's fine. To, yeah, because it's already
1: cooled down. So I guess you just based on temperature when it's cooler. You're gonna get more gas. All right, so we talked. We talked about uh, economy
0: today, fuel economy, and what's best for your car. So, a few tips we talked about was uh, refueling in the morning. Um, yeah. Using ethanol is okay. Yeah, ethanol's fine. <laughs> and uh, use your cruise control if use you can. Your cruise control. And uh, what else, Allison?
1: And. Um, Utilize your Kroger points. Yes. Do, do the survey. I love that tip. <laughs> do
0: the survey. Our friend <laughs> called in and gave us some tips. Well, that will wrap us up for today for AutoCorrect. Uh, our call screener today was Java Chapman, and our board engineer was Kevin Farrell. For Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. And join us again next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect. We'll be talking about the new 20 20- Twenty vehicles with Roddy Merritt on MPB Think Radio. Have a great day.